Welcome to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We have a big show for you guys today. First, the franchise tag deadline to get a long-term deal done is Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern. There are four big-time names currently on the franchise tag. Who would you pay a long-term contract to? Also, training camp is right around the corner. What quarterbacks need to come out and have a good training camp? Me and David will discuss. Also, the NFL is making some changes to the rules for what teams can do with their uniforms and their helmets. What changes would you like to see? All of that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. A little bit of a bumpy start here. Try number two. Also, we're missing one of our normal co-hosts, Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. But you got me here, Tyler Rowland, host of Locked On Titans. And we are joined by one of the hardest working men in show business, David Harrison. Not only one of the hosts of Locked On Commanders, but also one of the hosts of Locked On Buccaneers. David, thank you so much for jumping in and, and filling in in a, in a tough spot. Oh, I appreciate you, Tyler. You know, do do my best to fill in here for Alex. Hope he's feeling better soon and, and can get back to his normal routine here. Yeah, absolutely. But in the meantime, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some franchise tagged players who have just a little bit of time to get a long-term deal done with their teams. Which of the four candidates would you give a long-term deal to? We'll get into that before we do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL podcast your first listen every day. Remember, we're going to be bringing you all of your big-time NFL news in under 30 minutes, Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms, including the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Subscribe there, smash the notification bell, and uh, throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. Definitely does help the channel. But, David, the four franchise tag players that we have been teasing have until 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday to get a long-term deal done, or they will play This upcoming season on the franchise tag, those players are safety Jesse Bates from the Cincinnati Bengals, left tackle Orlando Brown from the Kansas City Chiefs, and then two tight ends Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys and Mike Gesicki from the Miami Dolphins. David, if you could only give one of those players a long-term deal, which player would it be? Yeah, I think I think you know conventional wisdom here. I think is going to say that the answer should be Orlando Brown uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs, the tackle, the blindside protector for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but honestly, I'm going to go with Jesse Bates the third. I'm going to go with the safety out of Cincinnati. I think that when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals franchise, I mean, let's let's be fair. You haven't had a whole lot of success over the right. past what well, I don't know two decades. Really. I mean, Carson Palmer really was kind of like the last time of uh, the Bengals were super relevant for an extended period of time. I think Joe Burrow. You know, and, and this team, Jamar Chase, and all these guys getting to the Super Bowl, very impressive. But I think that kind of lost a little bit in some of the shuffle. And hopefully, the Locked On Bengals guys do a better job of 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 giving this credit. Is what the defense was able to do. I think the defense mm-hmm. had you know a, a lot of reasons why they were able to have as much success as they did, and then potentially even you know uh, put in, put put in position to win uh, the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams. 
Jesse Bates III, not only is he, you know, obviously one of the best safeties in the National Football League, if not the best uh, by some measures, but he kind of brings a little bit of an attitude to the team that you want to yeah. have personified if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. And so you keep him in there. Uh, you you show the team, like, look, we're willing to pay our really good contributors, our captains, our, our guys that we want to represent the franchise. And let's be honest, a long-term deal with a safety is going to cost you a lot less than a long-term deal with some of these other players uh, that we're talking about. Even some of these tight ends might demand uh, money that is close to to what Jesse Bates might want. So it's not going to break the bank potentially, but you're going to pay one of your leaders. You're going to show other players on the team that you reward good play uh, and and being an upstanding member of the of the team. And, and that's who I would go with first if I had to choose here. Yeah, I agree with you, and I know that everybody loves Joe Burrow and all the wide receivers that they got in Cincinnati, but if you go back and look at that playoff run, the defense and creating turnovers a lot of time is what won Cincinnati the game, and Jesse Bates was in the center of it, although he had a little bit of a down regular season. He was making those plays in the playoffs, and I go back to think, uh, about the Titans game. Of course, I cover the Titans, and Jesse Bates, it's known, he said before, I own Ryan Tannehill. And what does he do on the very first play? Comes out, gets the interception, and sets the tone for the Bengals and the type of run that they're going to have. So I agree with you there. But for me, I have to go with what you said was the conventional pick. I'll keep it conventional and say it's got to be Orlando Zeus Brown because not just because he's your stalwart left tackle and you've lost Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey is getting older. Andy Reid is getting older. Not only all of that, but they gave up a ton of picks to get Orlando Brown if you let him walk now, uh, which he's on the verge of doing if they don't get a deal done. If you let Orlando Brown walk, you're losing your long-term left tackle who you traded a ton of assets to get. I think that that would be quite a disaster for Kansas City with with all the parts that are leaving. But uh, I'm in agreement with you. I would go with Jesse Bates and Orlando Brown far before I would uh, do a, a long-term deal. And as a matter of fact, if I'm the Dolphins, I'd be more likely to trade Mike Gesicki than I am to give him a long-term deal. But uh, we got a lot to discuss. And speaking of the Dolphins, their quarterback may be one of the quarterbacks that we talk about in our next discussion, where we talk about quarterbacks who really need a solid training camp to start this season. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about our friends over at Dave. Level with me, we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we've been a little tight on cash, Maybe we could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in the tank. Maybe we got another uh, save the date that you had to participate in and, and have a gift ready for. So we've all been hit with these expenses, especially it's hot outside, your car, things can happen. That's where Dave can help. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. There's more money to fill your tank, buy that wedding gift, or just to catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expensive expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check is needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app. From the App Store right now, that's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees do apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. But remember, future you will thank you.
You know, I got to say, Dave seems like a really nice guy, but I prefer David, as in David Harrison, our special guest here on the show today. Again, filling in for Alex Clancy. I am Tyler Rowland, uh, one part of the regular Thursday host here. We just talked about some franchise tag deadline guys who we would give long-term deals to. Now we want to talk about some quarterbacks who need to have a hot start in training camp. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every single day. I do want to tell you guys about a a special project we're doing here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Well, starting on July the 18th, Locked On is going to give you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. It's going to be available June 18th on the Locked On NFL podcast feed, which is wherever you get podcasts, and of course, free on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. So check out that awesome list with some interesting information from our odds makers. But David, like I said, we're going to talk about quarterbacks who need to have a hot start in training camp. I'm going to let you take this one first. Who is at the top of your mind as a, a young quarterback or just any quarterback who may need to have a very good start to training camp? Yeah, Ross Jackson and I had a similar question, or similar similar conversation uh, to this one, but it was it was teams that needed to have a really strong training camp, and one of those teams I identified there was the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm going to stick there with Justin Herbert, not because he hasn't shown that he's got talent, not because he hasn't flashed uh, the ability to be a franchise leading quarterback, but honestly, because people are crowning him one of the next great quarterbacks of the National Football League before he's even appeared in a playoff game, and that's kind of where I think some of this pressure is going to come come from for Justin Herbert, a young guy. Obviously, he's he's risen to the occasion uh, so far in the National Football League, showed people that he was undervalued, underrated, coming out of the NFL draft. Uh, I saw some, someone recently say uh, that the Justin Herbert selection, or rather the passing on Justin Herbert uh, in the NFL draft, is going to haunt the Miami Dolphins for potentially decades now as they watch Herbert lead the Los Angeles Chargers. But at the same time, that's a lot of pressure to put on a young guy, and I know that he's talented. I know he's got a good a support system around him. So I'm hoping that in training camp for his sake, he can kind of recenter himself, refocus himself, focus on the game at hand between the lines, you know, between the hashes, all that stuff, focus on the things that got him all this hype in the first place, instead of focusing on the hype and the expectations from around him. Because uh, just looking at, I mean, the 33rd team.com recently did tier rankings of NFL quarterbacks. They've got Justin Herbert up there in tier one, which is quarterbacks who can and will lead you to the Super Bowl. This guy hasn't even played a playoff game yet, let alone win a playoff game yet, and he's being ranked in a tier of quarterbacks of guys who have either been to the been to the Super Bowl, one Super Bowl, like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, Joe Burrows of the world, Josh Allen, who's been on the doorstep of going to a Super Bowl for years now. Justin Herbert is in that conversation, whereas honestly, I think he's probably more likely to be in kind of the Dak Prescott area of the conversation where he's shown the talent. You just got to see if he can put it Altogether, So a lot of expectations coming for him in 2022. He needs to center himself in training camp to get ready for the long season ahead. Uh, it reminds me of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Chargers are the new Buffalo Bills is what I always say because it's like a couple of years ago with the Bills when Josh Allen really started to flash. Uh, you like the coach. You like the way that they're building the roster. Everything feels right. But the Bills were able to fulfill that promise and really give a good showing last year, even if they didn't go to the Super Bowl. I I think, it's like you pointed out, Herbert hasn't even made the playoffs yet. So 
I mean, they got a lot to do, and I, I think that's a – most people wouldn't say Justin Herbert, but I like the way that you put that, and I agree. For me, it's a guy who's been in the news lately, and it's Trey Lance. We've been hearing the arm fatigue stories and all of that. I think that's all nonsense. But the reality still remains that Trey Lance has to have a hot start in the training camp because Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been traded yet. And the 49ers can talk all they want to talk about, you know – Trey Lance is the starter. They're looking to trade Jimmy, blah, blah, blah. But if Jimmy Garoppolo is clearly, and it said, you know, two, three weeks ago, Jimmy was able to throw, so he should be able to participate in training camp, at least some. If it's clear that Jimmy Garoppolo is the better quarterback, I don't know how the veterans in the locker room are going to take it if they trade away Jimmy Garoppolo if there's a clear difference. So all reports other than the stupid arm fatigue thing have been good for Trey Lance, but I think he has to come out and prove it. Everybody is kind of just saying he's going to be the guy they'll trade Jimmy, but if he doesn't clearly beat out Jimmy, I think it could send the wrong message in the locker room for a, a, a group in Shanahan and Lynch who I think maybe are on the hot seat a little bit more than people want to say with some of their recent finishes. So uh, I think Trey Lance is a guy. Do you have another guy that you want to throw out there? Uh, I do. I think Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts is, is another one in for in, yeah. in somewhat of a similar position. Really, when you think about it, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, just as, uh, recently, you know, I saw that their roster overall roster was ranked the seventh best uh, in the entire National Football League, which means you should absolutely be making the playoffs, yes. if not winning the NFC East outright, becoming division champs, and, and returning. Uh, to the postseason but what we saw the last time this Eagles team was on the field against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs last year is not a team that is ready to really go a full right. set of rounds with some of the top teams in the National mm-hmm. Football League Jalen Hurts I'll, I'll give the Philadelphia Eagles credit they've done a lot to put a lot of, of talent around him and to really support him he's got to now go in and show that he's capable of putting this team where they need to be in, in a position to be successful because there's not as much hype around Jalen Hurts uh, that there's there's a lot more doubt actually around Jalen Hurts and the right. roster around him is what is giving the Philadelphia Eagles this boost. The question is, can Jalen steer the vehicle into the postseason? If he can't and if he buckles under the pressure, then it might it's going to be you know it seems like it's going to be lights out for him in Philly as the starting quarterback, which might seem a little unfair. Not a whole lot of run up uh, to get a chance to develop, but that's kind of the situation he finds himself in is almost the opposite of Justin Herbert, where people are kind of elevating right. him. A little bit earlier, Jalen Hurts at least has playoff experience, but he's being doubted. So he's got to come out there with the the attitude of proving his doubters wrong. But first and foremost, he's got to prove it on the field with his receivers and his weapons in, in practices and then in the preseason games. Yeah, and Philly has the assets next year to go yeah. out and get a new quarterback if they want to. So he's definitely on, on a hot seat and has to perform. My last suggestion here. Anybody who listens to the Thursday show consistently knows that I am uh, anti-Tua. Uh, I, I don't think that Tua has it. It's no. a hill that I'm on. I don't think he can get it done. And I would typically say him, but I've talked enough about Tua. People know how I feel. I'm going to talk about the other quarterback, young quarterback that's been in the news lately, and that's Zach Wilson from the New York Jets. Yeah, you know, all the jokes about what he's doing and or who he's doing, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think the Jets have improved the offensive line. I think uh, with the addition of Garrett Wilson, having Elijah Moore, having Corey Davis, like the Eagles, they have a pretty good supporting cast on offense with a defensive-minded coach who should be able to have that defensive line that I think is more talented than people realize playing pretty well. I think the Jets could have a pretty good season if, and I'm thinking, you know, seven wins, eight wins, on, on the television graphic, 
in November about, you know, on the bubble. I think the Jets can be there, but that is dependent on Zach Wilson looking like the number two overall pick in the draft. There are some whispers, uh, concerns about his durability coming out of college. We saw that. He missed some games last year. Maybe maturity and the way that he handles certain things and maybe some of these social media things are a window into that. None of that stuff matters if you take care of your business on the field. I've seen up and down reports about Wilson so far in the early portions of the offseason. So I think Zach Wilson really needs to come out and show, hey, I am the type of quarterback that you take early in the draft and I'm going to be a guy who can help the Jets team take the next step. But uh, four really good options there, four guys to be watching. We're going to have a little bit of fun at the end of today's show. Even though Alex is gone and we usually have his mystery segment to have fun with, I got a fun topic to dive into. We've seen a few teams recently release some alternate helmets. I think it's a good look for the NFL. It's fun. And we'll talk about some other uniform changes we would like to see in just a moment. All right, football fans, we are going to cap off this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. We talked about franchise tag deadline candidates and who we would pay. Talked about quarterbacks who need to have a good start to training camp. Now we need to talk about some uniforms. So in the news lately, we've seen two teams come out with what I think is some pretty schnazzy uh, helmets. We saw the Houston Texans come out with a battle red, uh, a red metallic shiny helmet. We saw the Cincinnati Bengals finally give their fans one of the most wanted uniform combinations in the NFL with an all-white Cincinnati Bengals uniform, including an all-white tiger-striped helmet. Um, I mean, I think both of those helmets look absolutely awesome. And I think that the NFL would do well with their fans and financially from a merchandise standpoint to include a little more loose uh, vibe when it comes to the uniforms, allowing more things. David, you personally, just as a fan of the NFL, are there any uniform wishes that you have helmets or jerseys or colors or things that you'd like to see the NFL allow teams to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, something that they can kind of take from uh, the NBA and even and even baseball. Uh, I saw some some of that this year from them is kind of like city specific uniform options mm-hmm. or or combinations. You know, I I like the helmets, like you said, I like the battle red for the Houston Texans. I'm not a Bengals fan, but I too have been asking for a white yes. and black uh, Bengals Same. helmet to go with that color rush. You know, all, <laughs> all this time, um, yeah, just something to to further connect the NFL with the, the the people of these cities and these fan bases because while while the NFL is is the the biggest you know pro sports league in the world let alone this country uh and, and they have that kind of power to kind of I don't want to say coast but they kind of have the ability to play it safe and all these things the way you really kind of cement yourself for the generations to come is by getting bold that's what these these younger fans uh, of, of sports want is they want bolder they want more modern. They want more mm-hmm. effort. And and listen, the effort and being bold means that you're going to swing and you're going to miss on some of these ideas. And that's okay because at the end of the day, I think the general fan base appreciates a league uh, that's kind of willing to go for it. I look at the Colorado Rockies, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. They put out a, a, a state or a city-specific type of uniform. They went with mm-hmm. the green Rocky Mountain silhouette, which matches the Colorado State uh, license plate. And, of course, the Rockies yeah. obviously match. And, look, some people loved it. Some people not big fans of it kind of wanted to see the purple come back anyway and all those things. But they got credit for 
being a little bit bolder. New Orleans Saints, their black helmet that they're going to de- debut this year with their, their yeah. white color rush uniforms. Uh, the Florida Lease all over the middle stripe of the helmet. Look, I've seen mixed reactions. Some people love it. Some people think it's it's a little clownish or whatever, but it's an effort, and, and it's good to see that the NFL is letting a franchise like the Saints. Some of these are throwbacks and just alterations of current right. helmets, but that Saints helmet is almost, you know, that just that simple striping of, of the Florida Lease kind of makes it a, a whole new uh, feel to the uniform, and I think the NFL fans will appreciate that type of move. Yeah, and you know what? With some of these situations, especially with the newer jerseys, and newer concepts. I think it's kind of like when you get these very serious classic film critics reviewing some of these superhero movies. You know, they're looking for you know dialogue. They're looking for pacing of scenes. They're looking for storyline. Well, we know some of these superhero movies are just shoot them up, blow them up, have a good time. So do I need your, you know, and I feel like some of these newer designs, some of this creative stuff, this is for kids, the younger generation, people who aren't even old enough to be on Twitter to say that it's mid or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, th- they just want a nine-year-old kid to say, hey, that jersey looks sweet. Mom, dad, buy me that for Christmas. You know what I mean? So I feel like sometimes we look for the wrong source of feedback for some of these things, and that's why these jerseys happen, even though everybody online crushes them. I just want to see more throwbacks. I know that there are some financial hurdles because sometimes when they they sell throwback merchandise some of that money has to go I think towards you know the historic player fund and the and the former player fund but at the end of the day you talked about how big of a league and how successful of a league a league is that the NFL could probably coast on some of this stuff and still be good like EA Sports does with Madden every year <laughs> coast but knows they're going to make their money so yeah. I think on the flip side the NFL has the money to do that they yeah. just unleash throwback jerseys because where sometimes there's pushback on new concepts as somebody who covers the commanders knows there, there's yeah. a pushback on new concepts just because it's new what seems to always work and it seems like every commercial you see on tv tries to take care of this every day is nostalgia i want to see more kelly green philadelphia eagles i want to see the tennessee titans i guess controversial take from my side but i want to see the houston oilers old throwback uniforms Every, every weekend, you know, I want to have the teams be able to mix in these alternate new helmets with color rush, their original, a home and away Jersey combinations, and always have the throwbacks to be able to go to in a big spot. So I just want the NFL to totally unleash the beast. I feel like it's only going to help from a merchandise standpoint, from a fan standpoint, that's kind of the things that I'm looking for. But David, thank you so much for coming on the show today, stepping up in a big spot. I hope you guys enjoyed today's Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Make sure you come back on Friday for Chris Carter and your boy Q. They always do an excellent job. Once again, thank you for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Football fans, it's right around the corner. You can smell it. You can taste it soon. We'll be able to touch it, and we'll be back with you guys tomorrow, next week, and throughout the NFL season here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Take care.